discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week we want to talk about magical housekeeping and a little bit about magical self-care. It'll be, it will probably feel all over the place. And I tend to think of this episode as a cross between magical and mundane. But I wanted to do this as a way to show how we can bring magic into even the most mundane and boring practices or experiences. And I, I feel like I could spend a lot of episodes talking about how to fill your home with magical, with magic, just in general, magic is intention. And that means magic can be in literally every single thing you do. So for me, using my herbal mixes for cleaning and home care means my house has a unique scent that reminds me when I walk into it that it's sacred space. I was raised by a hippie mother uh, who made as much as she could from scratch and everything was as organic or natural and unprocessed as she could find them in the 70s and 80s and add to that in very rural areas. And I myself am very crunchy, really, let's be honest. (laughs) I am about reduce, reuse, recycle, try to make things that I can myself, but I also am going to take the easiest route I can. If it gets too complicated or too many steps, I tend to bow out. So a lot of my household cleaning things are made by, by me because it is easier to make them than it is to go to the store, especially now that I live so far from the store. (laughs) well far from the store where you can get that stuff yeah I walked with my groceries this will start making sense as we go along like a lot of this will you'll start to click into place this may be a multiple part series we don't know we're kind of just recording it tonight and seeing what happens pretty much what we do every well yeah well I mean we usually have a better outline then yes so I'm going to start with some personal hygiene things that I do that will also kind of lead into other things. I, one of the things that I do that has a magical purpose as well is I make my own deodorant. And yes, I am fully, fully aware that this won't work for every person because our bodies are all different. I, I use equal parts, coconut oil, baking soda, and then half again, that amount of cornstarch, melt the oil, add my essential oils, and then carefully mix the baking soda and cornstarch to get a smooth paste. It will harden over time. I usually stick mine in the fridge. And I like to use rosemary for protection, but also I use rosemary uh, essential oil because it is antiviral and antibacterial and antifungal. So it's creating a barrier to on my skin against the things that make the scent. I've also used lemon oil and lavender for love. One smells just amazing. I love ylang ylang for luck. That one also smells delightful, especially if you add a bitter orange to it. I use good quality essential oils or use blends designed for soap. That's going to be your best bet here because they're actually not going to cause, because you're putting them in a carrier oil. Yeah. Um, Again, don't ingest essential oils (laughs) as a general rule, like please don't. And you can, you just a note about the blends that are designed for soap. They can be pretty potent. They're designed to be stronger than the essential oils you're going to use in your diffuser for some reason. So it's going to take some work to figure out what works for you, but 
this, I've been making my own deodorant forever and I love it. Now, this thought process works for bath salts or bath teas. Uh, bath tea is just plant matter and crystals, if you want, uh, that you put in the bath. I like to buy really large, fill your own tea bags. You can usually get them, well, you can find them online on Amazon and you can get them at most grocery stores. I am pretty certain I have seen them at Fred Meyers, which is Kroger's. So, and I like them because I can fill them myself. I can seal it with my flat iron and just toss it in the tub. And then I don't have to clean up soggy, gross plant matter out of my tub. Yeah, that's great. If you're someone who doesn't mind cleaning the plant matter out of your tub, just throw it in the tub, just toss it in the tub, do it. I don't like the plant matter touching me. (laughs) Um, I'm not good with that. Um, But you can also take like a lightweight fabric. So one of the things that I do is I go to um, a thrift store and I buy plain white sheets and I wash them really, really well before I use them and things like this. And then I cut them into squares that I fill with my Epsom salt and my my plant matter and all of that stuff. And I tie it all up and then I throw it in the tub. I saw one reference where they use that. Epsom salt and sea salt. Mm. And then I think like depending on what you were going for, the different essential oils like peppermint or that. Mm-hmm. Essential oils, I will just throw into the water as it, the tub is filling. Yeah, that's what I do. So it was interesting the mixture of sea salt. You could use, you, there's so many different types of salt out there and the salts, different salts are going to have different properties, just like they have different flavors. So a Himalayan sea salt, we all know the Himalayan salt lamps are much more cleansing. It's going to be expensive to go that way, but like a Hawaiian black salt is going to have a fire energy. Oh, interesting. So just, you know, if you're into salt baths or salt scrubs, it would be a rabbit hole. You could dive down there and come out six weeks later, knowing literally every single salt and what its magical powers are. I got, for my birthday, I got a bath bomb kit. So since I got all the flowers for Beltane, I'm going mm. to um, make one. Because I was at my favorite bath bomb store yesterday, mm-hmm. and they had no bath bombs. They Where do you go? Lush. Oh, yeah, they've been out for They, I guess, because of COVID, it comes in through Ontario or something, and they've been shut down. The store looked like... Um, like the candy aisle after Halloween. <laughs> I did get my, my ocean salt mess. I was happy, but it was sad. Oh. And he goes, you want to get on the list? I'm like, listen, I'm only here because I couldn't order this online because they were out online. And they said, go to the stores. And I didn't realize the store would have next to nothing. It was sad. I would have bought bath bombs anyway because people touch them. Mm-hmm. Not the time to do it. So I'll make my own. It's my understanding that they're reasonably easy. And I think I have all this stuff. Yes. Like, well, kind of some of the same ingredients that are in your, between your bath and your deodorant. Because I think cornstarch and Epsom salts and flowers. What else? I have a recipe for them somewhere. Well, since we are one week in counting. I know, I know, I know. And be together again. That's a project we could do. do I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. (laughs) So really up until researching this episode, and we all know, like, I throw my crystals in the windsill for (laughs) 
the full moon, but kind of bad at the rest of the stuff. So this really opened my eyes to a lot of new things. To me, like, I think turning on my diffuser and putting some good blends of oil, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Though, hello, Clary Sage just not opening up my third eye. It tends to put me to sleep. So I don't know what's That is so interesting because for me, Clary Sage is not one I can have. Um, yeah, you say it really. It, it, it. And I mean, that's great. I love it. I'm not sad about it. I also have to be very, very careful. You know, and we've talked about, I don't know if we have talked about, but you always remind me every time I have a headache, did you use your peppermint oil? And I have a little container of peppermint, of uh, coconut oil with peppermint oil mixed in it that I rub on my um, temple. Oh, you have it pre-mixed. <laughs> Yeah. Or you fix it when you use it. You have it. No, um, I have it premixed because I've been getting headaches all the time because I don't have MS. You know, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't know yet. Um, you like to have your own version of MS. Yeah, right. Oh, what? Oh, gosh. When I first started getting into essential oils, I um, got those little roller bottles. Mm-hmm. And that would be a good one to do the oil and the peppermint in because you can mm-hmm. just roll it right. Last yeah. time I used it, I kind of. Because I usually just put the oil in the palm of my hand and then put the drops of peppermint. I might have OD'd. <laughs> I put it on and I was like, Wah! It's too close to my eye for me, especially with my wonky eye. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it killed the headache. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when you eat nachos with too much peppers or something on it and you go, ah! That was the feeling I had. That was the feeling. Never too anyway, many peppers. So we're moving on to <laughs> a cleaner. And one of Kristen's favorite is? For Thieves. Uh, so I use, I love you cleaning with vinegar. I, it brings a fire energy, which is protective and also nurturing and all of that. Um, it's ruled by Mars and it is the base in two of my absolute favorite items for my home. The Four Thieves vinegar and uh, my citrus sun cleaner. And I'm going to have recipes for both of those on our website at the blog space. So we've talked about Four Thieves before, so I'm going to really focus on the citrus cleanser. And, but like I said, both recipes will be on the blog. So this cleanser is so simple. Just shove a jar full of orange peels. You can use lemon peels too, but I like orange. Um, you can mix it up, whatever makes you happy. It just needs to be citrus because I'll get there in a minute. Um, and then fill that with apple cider vinegar. So typically what I'll do is around Christmas time, when we're getting the little cuties, tangerines and navel oranges and things like that. And my, my kids, Andrea will eat an entire case in a sitting. So I will just start my jar. And as I start putting the orange peels in, I'll just fill with apple cider vinegar until they're covered. Oh, okay. And then keep filling it and keep filling it and keep filling it. And then I let it sit for three to four weeks. And then I strain it off. The one I, I've been using, I haven't actually strained off. I'm just dipping a cloth in the jar with the orange peel. There you go. I'm still making it. <laughs> like I said, I will take the easiest route sometimes. Yeah. Um, the orange is a symbol of luck and prosperity. And orange oil, which the vinegar will actually extract from the peel, is a natural degreaser. So you're bringing luck and prosperity, but you're also getting all of the grease and film 
off your stuff. I'm try that. I have some little spray jars that I can start. I also think of vinegar as an internal cleanser. I've had the, what do they call it? The fire vinegar mm. where they put the spices in it. And we already know that it's good for keeping ghosts away, mm-hmm. which makes me think when we were talking at the show last week about what crystals I could use to protect my patio area. Um, the ghosts made some comments on the last show, like they weren't too happy with that. So thought I mentioned that. They're very uh, opinionated. Well, they can suck it. <laughs> don't like it and get the F out. That's right. Go elsewhere. So you can make your own fabric spray. So a, a knockoff for Breeze, if you will. And you can fill that with magical intention. I use bottom shelf vodka and essential oils. And I do small batches. So I will do about a four ounce bottle per week. And that's because, well, it's a twofold reason. I am me and I don't like the same scents over and over and over mm-hmm. because I'm making it with the intention of my home being a magical sacred space kind of at all times. The needs change throughout the year because the energy of the year as a pagan changes. So like I said, I only do between two and four ounces because my house is very small. And I don't have a lot of soft surfaces. I don't have like a gigantic couch or anything like that. Pouring my vodka into my spray bottle. And like I said, bottom shelf, because you don't want to drink this. So I just buy, because you're using the alcohol as the carrier. And the reason you use vodka is because it's a clear alcohol that will dry beautifully. So technically you could use isopropyl, but isopropyl has that alcohol scent. Like it has that medicine scent. Whereas even bottom shelf vodka just has almost no smell. I saw someone reference that um, in a pitch you could use witch hazel. You can use witch hazel. I never can find my witch hazel because, well, I never could find my witch hazel because I had children living with me. Um, And so, uh, yeah. And I just never think to buy it when I'm at the store. But yes, witch hazel will also work because of the same reasons. It's clear. It has limited scent. Um, If you are worried about, you know, your super fancy couch, maybe do a test spray on the underside of a a cushion or something like that. Um, But I've literally never had any problems. And I've used this on my clothes if I've gone traveling and feel kind of stagnant no problem I've used it on my that gorgeous gold vintage dress I have oh uh, yeah you can't yeah so my current favorite spray is frankincense and rosemary with just a hint of lime lime essential oil yes okay lime essential oil these are all all of the scents I'm using in this little segment are essential oils Mm -hmm. um for yule my I use pine and orange and clove, and it smells just like Christmas. Like, you know how Christmas mm. smells, it's that. For spring, I find I tend to use a lot of rose and lavender. Summer, I shift to the citrus scent. And come fall, I'm back to rosemary and clove and nutmeg. I'm, I'm it, does it smell like pumpkin spice? I am in. Yeah, cinnamon. Um, cinnamon is great. I tend to use cinnamon more deep winter for some reason because the Mm. extra fire and heat yeah um if you were someone who was in a situation of say great upheaval if you were in the middle of a move and you needed some stability you could easily come up with the essential oil combinations that both smell good and work for your 
situation. Okay. So I'm rattling off, you know, Hey, just do this, just do that. I want to mention, I want to get it right. So I'm trying to give me two seconds while I look for the book. So I use a reference book called the Encyclopedia of Magical Ingredients by Lexa Rosian. And it is essential oils. And so I just really love that. Now there are magical essential oil books out there. I have one somewhere in my uh, massive witchy book collection that I also really like, but I think it's in storage because I did go to look for it this week because I had a thought about a, a combination and I wanted to think, I wanted to verify that I was on the right track mm-hmm. because there's a lot of stuff rattling around up here all the time. <laughs> and okay. I, I could not find it, but if I do find it, or if I do remember the name of it, I will put that on the blog as well, nice. but there's lots of, and there, you know, the internet is a fabulous resource for essential oil information. So Another thing I do uh, that is very crunchy and gets me a lot of weird eye rolls is I make my own laundry soap. I don't add essential oils to it because I just make a powder. But when I do make it, I make it, I use intention. Usually that intention is more uh, personal protection. Just as I'm grading the bar soap, I've been just thinking to myself, may no harm come to me. Um, But you could put in a glamour spell. So a glamour is just a spell that subtly alters your appearance. It actually alters, it doesn't alter your appearance as much as it alters the perception of the people who view you about your appearance, Mm -hmm. makes you more favorable or not, if that's the glamour you want. That's right. Leave me alone. (laughs) I am full of spikes. Um, (laughs) Either way, glamours can be very, very useful things for things like first dates or job interviews or walking alone at night or you know, the possibilities are really kind of endless. Glamours can be used to be not perceived and that's wonderful. So you could make, you can make the fabric spray with the intention of to be a glamour spray and spray that on you when you walk out the door. I've done that before and it's been very successful. I don't remember to do it often. So now we get into some more traditional, like super traditional housekeeping stuff. The center of the home has always traditionally been the hearth where where the food is made Mm -hmm. and where the warmth comes from. So building a small altar for offerings near your stove or the center of your kitchen uh, can be a great way to bring sacredness to your space, but also to your food. Um, I usually do this by having a small plate and cup that I set out as offering to the kitchen spirits. I haven't done that in this space because I just don't cook that much. Yes, yeah, so as um, as I gone through doing research for this, I read this whole book, and I'm gonna um put it up on the webpage too that I really enjoyed. And she talks about clearing clutter as a spiritual cleansing because it releases the stagnant energy in both your home and your mind and body and emotion. And we're not talking about the things of value that are around you. I mean, you yeah. could have, like Kristen, you could have eight thousand books. Neither of us are minimalists. And, and 700 decks. But we're talking about the things that no longer hold value for mm-hmm. you. I'm um, clearing that. And I started today. And it also made me think oh, when I moved my Beltane altar from my bookcase to the top of my dresser, 
mm-hmm. like that it was a very strange feeling because it was just like that's where it needed to be so you know? what so i guess that's kind of feng shui kind of in a witchy way yeah it's all about well, and, <laughs> and feng shui is about i mean there's very strict rules governing it and it is a fascinating area of study but both of those things, both feng shui and what we're talking, what she seems to be talking about is intentional space. Yes. Exactly. What is in your space is there intentionally. It is placed intentionally and it is maintained intentionally. Yeah. It has value and not, mm-hmm. well, she talked a lot about getting rid of things like if you had something because it's a present, someone gave it to you and you're only holding on to that, you can release that. Mm-hmm. If you have things that remind you of a certain significant other that's no longer in your life, you can, if you want, you can get rid of that. Um, rid my of biggest, that. so I'm really, I'm really going to focus on that this month is changing, starting with my bedroom into more of a spiritual, magical space and not just might work. I mean, I do everything in this room thanks to COVID. Um, I started today. I cleared out some clothes and that. And like, why am I holding on to this? I haven't worn it in six years. This church, this shirt is stained. I'm going to take it out of the closet, look at it and go, I can't wear that. And then put it back in the closet. So now it's got to go. And, and that's one of the reasons that this space is so. Your whole, your whole thing now is magical. Yeah, yeah, because it's every everything in it is is by my choice. Yes, there's when you made that it. move, you could make that decision to take mm-hmm. only things of value. Mm-hmm. Um, the book I'm talking about is called Magical Housekeeping by Tess Whitehurst. Um, I got it on Kindle, and and I think that it's one of those books I will be happy. Other books like Kristen knows this week, I saw her physical copy and I had a Kindle copy and I got very book jealous and I had to buy it. I'm like that's oh. too pretty and too colorful to have on Kindle only. So um we're gonna start sharing some of the books that have really had um value to us in our magical journey so you people can see what we talk about and we'll get some of our information. And, and it, it will be a, a lot of my books are older. Um I am I love a stinky, smelly bookstore. The older, <laughs> the better. I do. I do. I always have. And so I'll go in and I'll find old books and whatever strikes my fancy, I'll just pick up. But not all of my great magical stuff comes from specifically pagan books. Mm. Some of it comes from very, very, very random places. So, you know, we're going to start, we're going to up our game is what we're going to do. Yes. Uh, one thing we've taken from this last 15 months is uh I think we well um, I shouldn't speak for you because you're always very magical but it's brought me into a more magical spiritual place and really honoring the sabbaths and all that um as a bot we say it wrong well since we started the show I think I've grown quite a bit and and learned quite a bit oh I'm learning constantly I think that that is something that it is so great about the pagan life yeah there's a lot of valuable information out there too so we're coming into actually physically cleaning our space so this one when i sweep and mop i sweep 
uh, I tend to sweep east to west to, quote, banish any negativity or, quote, dirt in my life. And then I mop from west to east to invite blessings. And this is, this is a ritual that I have adapted from information that I've gathered throughout my life, throughout reading, like reading some of these older pagan books, um, reading older super, books on superstitions. I love folklore and the things that people do. And watching my grandmother, she always swept in one direction, direction, and then mopped in the other. And I always thought that and mm. my, my mom didn't do that. Yeah. I, it's not, a, it's not deep. It's not intense. It's not like I'm out here lighting for white candle. No, no, ma'am. I, I don't even do it every time I sleep. I've got a toddler around my house five days a week. I don't have t- that kind of time or energy. I just don't, but I do do it once a week. So I tend to do it on Saturday morning, get up, have my coffee, do a thorough scrub of the kitchen, and then do my sweep and my mop. You can deepen this and make it like super like spiritually cleansed, et cetera, et cetera, by sprinkling salt on the floor before you sweep. If you have pets, just, just be careful. Um, yeah we've been talking a lot about essential oils be careful with your essential oils some of them can be very dangerous to pets even in your diffuser just be careful i don't use my diffuser when the dogs are in the room i mean i maybe shouldn't be burning my incense so close to the tortoise but he's a jerk he's fine um um, time he'll be fine and then you can you can add blessed water like florida water or you can make your own concoction um again using essential oils using these things that you know we've been talking about in your mop water um or sprinkled on the floor if you use a swiffer you know there's yeah. a thousand different ways to make this yeah i was amazed about just in this one book about how many floor washes there were like this one with prosperity this was was purification or cleaning really like anything you use no matter whether deodorant or mop mm-hmm. water or mister or fabric spray it all can have intention so one of the things that i keep thinking about tonight while we're recording this is how different witches because this is really kind of the core of what we're talking about is being witchy witches um and sorry for any background noise that the mic may be picking up my windows are open because it's warm and i live in an apartment complex but i my magic has a very specific scent you can hand me a spell pouch that you found somewhere and i can tell you if it's mine or not if i made it because they all end up having the same smell and i know that my magic has a specific scent because i have an old um ungi which is a korean clay pot that i was keeping magical stuff in but every time you'd open it it would smell like a combination of herbs that was not in that pot interesting (laughs) it's my magic and my magic ends up with a very specific smell and i was talking to a couple of other witches i know and they're like yep mine too absorbing your own personal magic into it yes so i think witches develop their own signature scent in a way yeah Or you think of three women can wear the same perfume and it could smell different on each one of us. It's by the same Mm -hmm. magic. Even though you're using the same ingredients, you're putting your own personal thing into it. One of the coolest things, and of course, you know me, like, oh, I got to do that, was a broom blessing. And you get a 
preferably a new old-fashioned broom and on a full moon you're going to do a blessing and it's a combination of salt and rose water and a candle and frankincense incense and each one is representing one of the elements and you do the cleansing and I for some reason that just struck a chord with me and I'm like okay now I need a broom and I need frankincense incense <laughs> you need your own besom you do need your own besom oh, I have mine I know I have to do it so I already I already have Alexa telling me when like, the next food is I'm like okay Alexa I don't need your help right now but you don't um, have your broom yet. You need your broom. I'm going to buy my broom. The next full moon is May 26th. So <laughs> I will have, every, yeah. <laughs> we will have everything. <laughs> the magical broom ride on the 26th, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what you're doing for your birthday? <laughs> Ooh. Oh. I'm already very much and looking forward to free. The other thing that I just found it's kind of things that we've already talked about, but um, space clearing. Mm-hmm. We've talked enough about smoke cleansing to clear out our space. Um, we've talked a little bit about sound cleansing when we were doing the sound episode, but going around and doing loud clapping or rattles and everything, kind of like the same thing you do with smoke cleansing in all corners of the room and have your windows open into that. Chimes, bells, uh, chandras, just mm, in every room. Mist, which is kind of like your fabric spray but it's a mist for for cleansing and and my the recipe i use because it's just straight up alcohol that will evaporate very very quickly well you can you can make you could make a recipe just for that and use and use the vodka base that'd be great the one that i thought was the coolest is elemental space clearing visualization where you Visualize the earth taking all your negativity out of the space and taking it down into the ground, air blowing it away, clearing out your house, the fire purifying your sacred space. And then, of course, my favorite, ocean waves coming in and washing everything out with salt water and clearing it. I thought that I'm definitely going to try that, but we all know that's not one of my stronger challenges. So we'll see how that goes. It's a great place to start, though. Yeah, maybe I'm. Maybe the waves. I don't know. Which brings us to magical food. You know, we've talked about adding magic to your food somewhat, um, but we can, you know, let's talk a little more about it. How can you add magic to the food you cook for yourself and others? It comes down to knowing your ingredients, really mm-hmm. having a book like the Magical Encyclopedia. When I make my fire soup, when I'm sick, I'm using herbs and spices that are medicinally going to help me the most, but also the thing about chilies is that they're great for driving away unwanted visitors. And what is a virus? Extremely unwanted visitor. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So picking herbs and spices that work to bring your, work with your intention brings magic to your food. So when I make my August Sabbat that I never pronounced correctly, um, beer bread, I add rosemary to help protect me through the winter because it's the first harvest festival mm. um, and the cold season, of course, because I don't like getting sick ever. When I need a financial boost, I make potato soup, but I add a lot of celery seed to it or just celery seed on a salad. That would work too. And there, like I said, there's 
great books out there that will tell you the correspondences of the various herbs and spices. I've already mentioned my current favorite. Um, I suggest also Scott Cunningham's The Magic of Food. Um, he, generally speaking, is a fantastic resource. His, he has several books that are just sort of concordances, really, where like he's got one for magical oils and one for magical stones, rocks and and. So, you know, his books are great. And, you know, yes, he was Wiccan, but so much of his work was outside the strict binary because he himself was queer. They're laid out great. They make great, great sense. So they're fantastic books for resource material like, like that. That's good. Speaking of that, it always reminded me people that always had to have Black Eyed Peas for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Or, we always have Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. We never did, but I met a lot of people that would have to have that in New Year's. And people do things, but forget about the, the reason, the traditions behind the it. Root. Where they the root. Forget about the root. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to end this, my part, with things I never thought about. Sweeping often to keep positive energy flowing, even the part of sleeping your front door mm-hmm. to either keep the negativity away or bring in positive flow. Sweeping as a spiritual practice. You know, I'm weak at this. Keeping windows and mirrors clean to have a clear perspective. I was like, oh. Huh. Although I will say, if you are in a particularly uh, paranormally active space, don't want them too clean because they do, be, <laughs> they do become portals and they, you, there's a fine line. You need to know your space. Like I can keep yeah. my mirrors in this house spotless because there's nothing moving to and from. Not but in another house or that other mirror. Uh, we <laughs> had to lock that shiz down. Yeah, I don't feel, yeah, that's interesting because I don't feel like there's anything in my bathroom. Mm. I guess my mirror is never completely clean. <laughs> it, it, it's, just, it's, it's just a reminder, know your space. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. know who you share your space with i don't think nancy or i particularly mind sharing our space with paranormal entities well, but... follow the rules yep. there are rules if you live in my house there's rules and this kind of brings back to the hearth uh clean stove sparkling clean for health and wealth mm-hmm. like, oh yeah that kind of ties in and then in fact you can have magic in your deodorant who knew kristen knew but not me i know and honestly, I, I really do find that for me, for me, everybody is different, but um, I seem to uh, not need to reapply my deodorant throughout the yeah. day. Well, yeah, Maybe I just have... stink and no one's told me. No, you don't. And it doesn't have all the stuff that can cause cancer and everything else that you can find. One thing I've decided this week, I haven't talked to Kristen yet about it, is um, reading my beautiful book. And then some of the stuff in the, oh, I got the Sacred Altar book also. I can't wait to see it. Is I've decided that I'm going to divide the wheel of the year into sections where I don't have to do everything the day of, but I can carry the magic of that Sabbat into the month or two to the next one. Because I I heard this thing about um, pollinator pot where you plant flowers to attract bees and the fairies and different things. And I thought, oh, that was her Beltane. But why? it doesn't have to just be Beltane. It could be this season mm-hmm. divided into six. 
That's my words of wisdom because I can't do everything for the one day. No. But it was cool. So that'll be a project along with clutter and my fairy garden. Yeah. I'm excited. And I get to see you uh, next week. I, I, I told yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, personally, on our a week from today, I am good. It'll be two weeks after my last shot, and I am good to go. Chris, I told you I'm dropping off the little bear and showing up on your doorstep. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you can be here. We'll have the fire pit. Hopefully, my backyard area is done. It will be magical. And on that note, <laughs> you can find us at lunarmagicteatime.com. You can email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. You can listen to the podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, CastBox. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Lunar Magic Tea Time. And you can buy merch at Teespring. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. Yes, please. Uh, as always, have a magical day and stay safe out there. Bye.